It's another edition of Making Money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. Ron, we've talked a lot about investing over the last 15 months or so on Making Money, the podcast. And, you know, there are some basic rules that you adhere to, that I adhere to as an investor. I think every investor has some rules, but there's a guy by the name of Bob Farrell who's written 10 investment rules. Are these somewhere carved in a tablet? Actually, they should be. Uh, the problem most people have is that when markets are kind of moving along and with their at what I call escalator-like performance, where they slowly move from the lower left to the lower right, nobody panics and everyone just continues to make purchases and looks at the market with sense of equanimity. Nobody's in a panic. Nobody's doing crazy stuff. But when markets have dramatic volatility, all of a sudden you find all the rules go out the window. And typically, the average person managing a portfolio right now was in high school in 2007 to 2009. And so most people don't have experience with bear markets or volatile markets. They don't know how to handle them. They don't know what the norms are. And so what Bob Farrell actually did is he's looked at the markets over time, and he's come up with some basic rules. And these basic rules are especially good if you're trying to deal with volatility and understand volatility. Okay, so there are 10 of them. Let's, let's dip into them a little bit. And starting with number one, obviously, markets tend to return to the mean over time. I think everybody understands what the word mean means. Yeah, we're in a mean market. Dogs <laughs> can be mean. But the mean is simply when, for example, if you did a 90-year chart of the Dow Jones Industrial Average for PSX or any of the major Western modern uh, indexes or markets, you'd see that over time they've gone from the lower left to the upper right. In other words, they've increased slowly over time. But if you contract that down and you look at shorter-term movement, you'll see that maybe the average over... 60 or 70 years has been 8 to 9%. Well, there's been some period where you've had negative rates of return, big negative rates of return, like in 2000 or 2007, where we saw markets drop over 50%. Then you saw 2016, where markets spiked straight up, or last year, where we had 30% gains. So unfortunately, these gains are, over time, look like you're on an escalator, but really, you end up with some big volatility where markets get way overvalued and then get way undervalued. So you move from overvaluation to undervaluation, but they if you look at the average over a long period of time, you'll see the market crosses that average in, the, in rates of return. So it zigzags across the mean or that mean line over long periods of time. So what the moral is is that, uh, frankly, you're going to get volatile returns because that's what markets are. They have periods of outperformance, periods of underperformance. And I suppose Bob Farrell's rule number two really ties to number one. Excesses in one direction will lead to opposite excess in the other direction. So they go up and they go down. You know, it's the old uh, physics uh, theorem that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if things go down extremely hard, you can bet they're going to come up extremely hard. 
in the opposite direction. So the harder the, or the more dramatic the swing is in one direction, generally the more dramatic it's going to be in the other direction. So uh, frankly, the markets don't go one way forever, but over time, markets have gone up about 60%, down about 30% of the time. So you tend to get a bounce back. Now, what about this business of no new eras? What does he mean by that? Excesses are never permanent. Well, you know, it's interesting that typically when you get near the top of a market, that's when the theory of it's different this time seems to really take hold and investors pile in because they think if things are excess to the upside, that they're never going to change. Right now, people are thinking there's excess to the downside and it's never going to change. So the bull market eras, bear market eras, uh, they're never permanent. 2000 uh, or 2007, everybody thought house prices would go up forever. 1998, 99, they thought that literally the tech stocks would go up forever. In 1995 to 1997, everybody thought emerging markets, especially Asian. Remember the Asian tigers? Oh, yeah. You know, and they completely fell apart. So there is no permanent new area era. When things get overpriced, they come back down. Rule number four of Bob Farrell's 10 investment rules. Exponential, rapidly rising or falling markets usually go further than you think, but they do not correct by going sideways. Yeah, typically when markets correct, if you have a, an explosive move to the upside or explosive move to the downside, you generally get a big move in the other direction. So that's why over time, your best bet has always been if you get an explosive move to the upside, well, move to the sidelines or take a few profits along the way. If you get an explosive move to the downside, well, that's the time to start slowly nibbling away at the securities that you want to own and adding to positions, adding new positions. I mean, I look at a lot of blue chip stocks right now, um, and they're down 50%. Big names that are, that are down 50, 60%. So there's lots to choose from out there right now of companies that, frankly, have had big moves to the downside. And it's, this is the time you want to start buying. Or what will happen is you're going to get an explosive move up, and you're going to be standing in there, there looking at the screen with your mouth open as the flies lazily buzz in and out. Well, and number five sort of encapsulates that, Ron, and we've talked about this in other instances here on Making Money. The public buys the most at the top and the least at the bottom. And all you have to do is Google mutual fund flows, and you'll see that it's very dramatic. At the top of markets, that's when most of the funds are entering because everybody is so bullish. When markets drop, Typically, you see fund flows moving in the other direction, and people are selling as fast as they can. And you can talk about this as often as you like, but it just seems like it's a very difficult lesson for the average investor to learn, and frankly, not just the average investor. Uh, a lot of the selling here that we've seen in the last couple of days hasn't been retail investors selling. It's been institutional investors selling, algos selling. So this is something that not only the big professional guys need to look at, retail investors as well, but it's not just a retail investor problem by any stretch of the imagination. 
Okay, fear and greed are stronger than long-term resolve. That and that's so true. Like, there's not a lot of buy and sell and hold for a long time investors that I know of. I happen to be one of them. But uh, f fear and greed—they just well, it frightens people, right? Fear and greed uh, frightens people, and of course, what you have to do is before you get a big drop in the market, you have to realistically say how much equity exposure should I be having. We call it your sleep point. And if you get to the point where you're pacing the floor every night and your investments are driving you crazy and your health is suffering, you've got way too much in the equity market. And typically when markets are going up, people think that they're a lot stronger. They have far more resolve than they really do. When markets melt, so does their resolve. And of course, they want to sell. But if you had 50% of your portfolio in stock, 50% of your portfolio in fixed income, the market's down over 30% right now. In fact, there's many markets down over 40%. So if you were half and half in the market, let's say you were in a European market that is down closer to 40%, well, your portfolio would only be down 20% altogether. And most people, I think the sleep point tends to be about 25%. So if you start losing more than 25%, your long-term resolve is gone. So adjust your fixed income and other types of investments in your portfolio. So even if the market takes a big dip, uh, you're going to have the long-term resolve to be able to hang in there. Okay, number seven is, is a little bit of a, it's almost kind of technical, I guess, in a ways. Uh, markets are strongest when they are broad and weakest when they narrow to a handful of blue chip names. And, and, and you automatically think of the big ones like Amazon and Netflix and Google and Apple and things like that. Is that what he's talking about here? That is, you've nailed it. That's exactly what he's talking about. Now, at the start of a bull market, like back in 2009, after we had a two-year bear market, on March 9, 2009, markets took off. And over the next two or three months, it really didn't matter what you were in. It all went up. So you had a broad participation of a wide swath of stocks participating in the rally. But as you go further and further along, and that leadership tends to narrow. And in 2018, 2019, early 2020, there was only a handful of stocks, and most of them were FANG. You know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. Google, Microsoft, those kind of companies were the ones that were leading the charge. And frankly, they were responsible, I think, last year for about 60 or 70% of the gain. So when markets get narrow and only a few companies are participating, it's time to be very careful about how aggressive you are buying stocks. Okay, well, we've, we've defined that we've entered into bear market territory because we're down more than 30%. So talk a little bit about Bob Farrell's rule number eight. Bear markets have three stages, sharp down, reflexive rebound, and a drawn-out fundamental downtrend. Don't forget, bear markets don't last forever. If you look at the number of bear markets that we've had since World War II, on average, we have one every six years. On average, they're down 32.5%, and frankly, we're down about what an average bear market is. So this is really a, about how bad it looks. Now, the last two, we were down 50% in 2000, 56.7% in 2007 to 2009. So they certainly can go further. But typically, you have the sharp down, you have a bounce, and then you have the, the long, drawn-out slide. 
And bear markets, on average, last about 14 months before they start turning around. Uh, they can last longer, up to two, three years sometimes. But it's that long, drawn-out, fundamental downtrend that you want to start looking at because that's where you can start buying. And I suppose there's an element, Ron, that, uh, you know, regardless of where you are in the political spectrum, that you think the American economy was cooking along pretty well. Uh, when this whole situation that we're experiencing right now kind of goes by the wayside, whenever that might be, you have to think there could be a pretty good bounce back and it could happen pretty quickly. Markets tend to drop faster than they have historically, and they tend to go up faster than they have historically. So often when there's a bounce, uh, it can be... It, it can turn around. So there's two types of recoveries. There's the U-shaped recovery, which takes a long time, or there's a V-shaped recovery. And as Bob Farrell says, the faster it drops, generally the faster it bounces back. So an investor has to be prepared. I'm not saying buy today, even though I've started nibbling in a little here, a little there among uh, companies that I'm finding reasonable value, but I haven't committed a huge amount of cash. I'm just sitting here watching, and that's what you need to do because you don't want to get left behind in the next rebound. Okay, Bob Farrell's 10 investment rules number nine. When the experts and forecasts agree, something else is going to happen. (laughs) That is always the case. As we've talked about on this show, and frankly, you can go to letsmakemoney.ca, and we have all the shows that we've done over the last, really, Uh, 15, 16 months now. So what you can do is there's uh, one show about prediction addiction. And go and listen to that because you'll find out whether they're predicting currencies or stocks or interest rates or inflation or where gold's going to go. They're wrong mostly. If all the experts and forecasters agree, it's like everybody's sitting on one side of the boat. Generally, it just flips over. So don't expect the experts to give you a vision of where things are going. They don't know themselves and typically their forecasts are generally right in about the 40% range. So, frankly, it's not even as good as flipping a coin. Okay, number 10. And uh, Well, this one I don't think needs a lot of explanation. Bull markets are more fun than bear markets. Absolutely. Bull markets are fun. You get to watch your state and see everything in it go up on a regular basis. That's fun. Bear markets, not so much. What I recommend is don't look at your statement every day. Some people are so compulsive. At the end of every day, they pull up all their investments and they look. Uh, a lady that I've known for years who has an enormous portfolio says that when things get really bad, often she doesn't even open her statement. She still gets them by snail mail. She says sometimes they'll sit there for two, three, four months before I look at them, and I just I know I've got really good investments. She has a very blue-chip portfolio. And sometimes she says, I don't bother to look because if I do, I get scared and I want to do something dumb. And that, and that is, as we talked about, this goes back to, you know, fear and greed. People are panicking. They start selling when things are going down and then they miss the boat getting back in. And that doesn't accomplish anything, right? No. So these rules are just help you, will help you to maintain your anchor so that you don't let fear and greed run away with your investment decision-making process. All right, there you go. Bob Farrell's 10 investment rules on this edition of Making Money. We'll be back next week with another one. Remember, if you have a question for us or something that you'd like us to pursue on a future episode, you can reach us through the cfcw.com website at Making Money, or you can go to our website, as Ron Influencer mentioned earlier, 
makingmoney.ca. It'll come directly to our inbox, and we'll be happy to try and help you out. We'll join you next week with another edition of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.